spectacular. Shafi, Shafi, are you there? Now, we can use the hard way, or, well, actually, there's just the hard way. That's fine with me. Are you sure? Now, this is not going to be pretty. We're talking violence, strong language, adult content. sailing away on another episode of One Magical Hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. There are currently zero birds on Bill the Landlord's bird feeder because it's nighttime. Coming to you with another another fast and loose night episode hit again. This, this magical Thursday night where at least one of us has been drinking. So that you figure out decide for yourself who that might be. Uh, but in order for you to do that, allow me to introduce this guy. Maybe I was just born to podcast. Maybe he was born to podcast. His name is Matthew Rampy. He's right here. We'll put out to sea and perfect our chemistry. By and by we'll defy a little bit of podcastry. I wanted to start with an oldie but a goodie because we're living in the past. Did you want to make that Montserrat mistake? I love Kokomo. That that uh, that particular lyric is I've always found very mysterious. There's a bunch of lyrics in there that are <laughs> evocative. I why yes. Why yes, I think I do want to make that Montserrat mistake now that you mention it. Um, we've got big news, big, big news. I'm going to let, I'm going to let Schaefer take this one. Tell him the good news. Are we going to get right into, are we going to, uh, are we going to talk about our review? I mean, I think that that's, I think that's the, the headline for sure. It is, it's it is the top story. big news. We've had, we've, we've really, we've really come into our own here, uh, here at, uh, at One Magical Hour because we've got, uh, on Apple Podcasts, you know it, you love it. It's where a lot of you catch your podcasts, where you come to t- come to listen to One Magical Hour. Uh, you know that we're always looking for reviews and ratings uh, on on Apple Podcasts because it helps drive traffic here. Well, uh, we've been legitimized. We've got our first really bad review. Yes. Uh, and I'm going to pull it up here so we can uh, we can break it down. Matthew's going to explore it with us. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick it apart. <laughs> I'm gonna review this review. So we got, we got two stars, guys. Two stars. So out of out of nineteen ratings, we now have seventeen five star, one four star, and one two star. A two star was given to us by someone who calls themselves 
Choo Choo Express. All one That's word, all lowercase. One word, lowercase. Choo Choo Express. Uh, and uh, his review is... is uh, Wait, wait, wait. You ascribed a pronoun to that. You think that's a guy? Choo Choo Express? Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. I, uh, we don't know. I'm a, I'm a boomer. Okay, boomer. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I... You just assumed that a train conductor like Choo Choo Express was a dude. Uh, the review has the heading... Read it for us, Chafee, please. Living in the past... I feel like I'm listening to Uncle Rico ramble on and on about his high school glory days when I listen to these guys. There's That's a lot it. to unpack here. Two stars. There, there's two, so two much stress. going on. This review has set my imagination aflame. <laughs> First thing, let's let's address the the title of the review, Living in the Past. Mm-hmm. Now... This is a show about uh, the present and the past. Uh, we share our past with you just so uh, that you understand the rich tapestry of our experience. Some of our shared experience. We do know each other from high school. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't really meet you till I was 15. It was, we were in... Ninth grade, yeah. Tenth grade. Yeah, tenth we, were, grade. we were in 10th grade when yeah. we met, so... But I'm... I'm actually quite sure that we haven't told any high school stories on this podcast. I don't think we have. I don't really. think we've talked about high. I don't think we've touched on high school. We dipped into high school a bit with Brian Benitez, but not very much considering. I mean, we considering touched. all three of us went to the same high school. We touched on it. Well, I've got a little news for Choo Choo Express. High school was no kind of glory days for Schaefer Hall and Matthew Rampey. <laughs> I, I, I remember it quite vividly. It was, um, it was just a period of my life I was trying to get through. I, I hated it when people would say, like, these are the best times, man. High school, yeah. And I'd be like, oh, my God, I hope these aren't the best of times. <laughs> like, this is, what a, this is a crisis. Personally, I think that we're... Uh, experiencing our glory days right here with you, the hunter gatherers of of one magical nation. Like I, I feel like I'm right in my prime. What about you, friends? Particularly compared to the two of us in high school, this is much, much more glorious. We, uh, like first of all, first of all, now I can be very romantic about Lubbock now that mm-hmm. I'm grown up and I don't live there. Not but me. I'm opposite. What's the being, opposite of what's the opposite of romance? Being disgust. A, I'm disgusted with Lubbock. Being a high being a high school kid, trying to just eke out some sort of a normal existence in Lubbock, Texas, was it, it was hard. What grade did you move to Lubbock in? Eighth grade. Ninth grade, but the summer between eighth and ninth grade. Okay, so you'd only been in Lubbock for a year before you yeah. had to go to high school. From from Houston, Texas, yeah. Oh, man, what a what a ball buster. And we're like yeah, what we're a... talk about talk about glory days. Like I was in West Houston, I had was playing football, I had just started to discover girls, you know, uh You were doing were, you were doing good in Houston. Things were things were doing okay, you know. Which now no none of this to say, guys, none of this to say that that life was horrible or hard. You know, for either of us, particularly you know, compared to other people. Uh, I mean, we're not comparing ourselves to like a developing nation here. 
it, this is just a, re, other regular American it, teens. Yeah, in fact, I think you know, I think we had the same problems that every kid coming of age has, and that's you know, constantly second guessing yourself, constantly feeling like you're not the cool one, and everybody else is, constantly worrying about somehow you know your your silly classes like getting bad grades in them, screwing up your future. You know, all that stuff. Like, high school is just... It's just a daily battle against all sorts of totally imaginary stressors. I found it incredibly difficult, you know? <laughs> personally. I, I, you know, I grew up in Lubbock. And then the summer between ninth grade and 10th grade, I moved to Arlington. So yeah. I really... I understood moving to a new town. And then yeah, that... since it was between high school and junior high... Basically, no one in the school even recognized me as a new person. If someone looked at me, they just assumed I was from a different junior high. There were all the different junior high sort of cliques. Everybody knew each other. They were with this junior high, you know. Um, I didn't know anybody. And so I had a really, I had a, a very difficult time in Arlington, like just establishing myself. And my home life wasn't like super cool at the time. And. Uh, I was a little depressed, man. And then I moved back to Lubbock for my senior year, and I had built it up in my head. I I had wanted to go back there for those for sophomore and junior because I wasn't having a good time in Arlington. And then I had built Lubbock up in my head as like the answer to my problems. And I went there, and it was different. I mean, it was good. I'm glad I did it. But um, yeah, man, high school was difficult for me. I I, I remember just being like. I'm gonna get through this. I'm gonna emancipate myself soon. When I move, when I move from Arlington back to Lubbock, I live with my grandparents, and that was kind of like, I mean, I wasn't living on my own, but you know, I left my mom, and and I, I just, you know, in my mind, I had started my life, <laughs> you know, uh, see, but talk about rambling. Just about Choo Choo, you got our number. <laughs> we put it, put it this way, Choo Choo Express. I'd say almost every day in junior high and high school, I felt like I needed to see a psychiatrist, but was too afraid to ask anyone. You know, oh, we weren't even smart enough to know about psychiatrists. There was. So. Okay, so there's that. There's living in the past, <laughs> and and I can it's... tell you, and I think all the hunter gatherers know, and I'm sort of assuming that Choo Choo Express is a new super fan because it says. When I listen to these guys, it didn't say I listen to these guys and blah blah blah. It's like yeah. when I'm listen, I listen to these guys. It, if you cut it up, it just says I listen to these guys. If you just read part of the review, it yeah. says uh, "Living in the Past" from Choo Choo Express. I listen to these guys. <laughs> um, you can bet there's going to be a ramble of plenty on here. This, this I, is, uh, the show is actually about rambling. Do you think that? Do you think that Choo Choo Express is actually? A hunter gatherer, like one of our biggest fans, was like. Okay, so this brings me to this brings me to the psychology of this whole situation. I know a way to get Matthew and Schaefer to talk about high school a bunch. I, I have a I have a few different uh, competing scenarios in my head. Are you ready? And what you what you just described is one of them. It, it's one of our super fans. It's one of the hunter gatherers, and they just want to like either push us to do it because we bristle at someone telling us what to do, or yeah. to try to get us to not talk about so many old time stories. 
<laughs> stories from the quote unquote glory days, which, as I said, we're living now right here on the podcast. Um, okay, so there's definitely going to be. Oh yeah, the scenario. Who is who is Choo Choo? <laughs> so that's scenario number one. Scenario number two um, is is it you? Are you Choo Choo? Oh, Schaefer Hall? Yeah. Are you no. Choo Choo Express? Okay, that was my other thought. I thought, well, Schaefer's planted this one. for You created all this content, something for us to talk about, and thought you'd just sort of light a fire under my ass, you know? You were like, Rampy, bring some more to the table. Signed, Anonymous. Shanonymous. Um, I like that idea. Uh, I've already... I've already logged on to Apple Podcasts and left left my review. It's already on there. I gave us five stars. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. So that's it. Couldn't be you. And so then the other the other scenario, the most likely scenario, is like, do you? This had to have been someone who heard about us from a from a friend or a. Um, a f- Facebook like this couldn't be this could not possibly be someone who just stumbled upon us right I mean so if you stumble upon a podcast and you're really not stoked by it and not not stoked like one star like this is offensive content or this is just so terrible like the audio quality like, it's not ter- it doesn't sound like Choo Choo hated us really it, you know what I mean like it, it 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 describes the podcast in a reasonably accurate manner, although it doesn't use the right adjectives. It uses the right <laughs> verbs, ramble, but it doesn't use the right adjectives. Glory days. I don't know. We need like a forensic writing person, something or something from the from the sheriff's department to to help us out with this to find out who Choo Choo is. I, I don't know. I think Choo Choo will eventually reveal themselves. I think Choo Choo might come back in 70 plus episodes and be like, hey, these guys really tightened it up and hardly ever talk about their glory days anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I do think we should tighten it up. I, uh, when we when we start the show, our, our intro is a little long, you know. There's our theme song and then our theme music and then our, our, our individual bits it takes about three minutes to get into the show. And at that three-minute mark, I think we should be like, content. Boom. See, we're learning from Choo Choo. This yeah. is what having friends on the internet helps you with. <laughs> like, it just sharpens you up. Thanks, thanks, Choo Choo. We couldn't do it without you. From now on, I would be like, you mean super fans like Adam or Choo Choo? Choo Choo Express. <laughs> I call them CCE. <laughs> oh yeah i was gonna avocado review choo choo i give this review four avocados it's pretty good but it's not great it's about like a beverly hills chihuahua i mean if you consider the fact that uh that the review engendered that terrific rant about us being in high school and you know i think the high school rant was probably somewhere around seven avocados so maybe Choo Choo gets six avocados for having pulled that out of us like a loose tooth. 
I just can't imagine which episode Choo Choo. If maybe if Choo Choo just stumbled upon us and listened to one episode, like what episode was that? Was that the travel yeah. episode? That, like that's possible. We were talking uh, about. Yeah, I guess we were talking about the travel episode. Was like you. That was, those were some glory days, definitely. Yeah. Um, Our glory days getting ch- chased by mafios, German shepherds, mafia German shepherds, and sneaking out of Portuguese hotels. Um, I feel like glory days ebb and flow, man. You know, like they do, they it's, do. it's not like oh, you're in high school and you have these glory days. It would be different if we really were sitting here going, "Oh man, remember that time that you stole Jesse Lee's Camaro and <laughs> drove it into the stadium?" And it was like For, forward promo. I don't know why I said Jesse you Lee. Guys, Shout out to Jesse these, Lee. One of these days, we'll uh, tell you that story of when I stole Jesse Lee's Camaro and drove it into the stadium. I'm on a text thread that includes Jesse Lee these days. So I saw him last year at Tim's wedding, so it was on my mind. So here we go, rambling about our high school glory days. Um, glory okay, days. all right, Choo Choo, we're hearing you. We're getting on to the, the better content. I want to hear about... Um, uh, let me just say this. Tell me about the next item on the show sheet, Chief. Uh, oh wait no wait wait oh excuse me i'm sorry one more thing um another super fan super fan cat saw the bad review and had some choice words for choo-choo the first thing that cat wants choo-choo to know is tell choo-choo express they can stick their nasty comments comments up their caboose (laughs) i like what you did yeah cat that's wordplay and then she also says, and this one cuts a little deeper. Like this, like cuts like a knife. Sounds like Choo Choo Express is still bitter about not having friends in high school. <laughs> oh, zing! Cat's roasting up here. Come on, uh, super fan uh, and uh, producer. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> Gracie Hall had some had some funny things to say about. Choo-choo to, uh, she was supposed to record him and send it to you, but she didn't. Uh, we'll just have to, we'll have her chat a little bit about it next time she's on the air. We, next time she's on the air? Like, yeah. you said that as if we'd had her on the air. I'm, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, we just got to catch her on a night, um, when she's I available will. to be called at 9.30 for some I shenanigans. I realize that we haven't had her on the air before, but it feels like we have, and it feels like she's, uh, and and we will we like will ghosts. have her on the air just like in times, ghosts i'm sure <laughs> ghosts great that that is an eight avocado movie if ever there was one i'm gonna go i gotta revisit that one i also want to revisit cocktail now that we're talking about kokomo okay so we've got uh, a couple of items on the show sheet here i think you're next um, yeah, we're going to yield poetry corner. Do we have a, do we have a theme song for yield? Uh, yeah, poetry? yield poetry corner goes like this. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm just, I'm just noodling. I'm about to hit it. Here we go. Yield poetry corner. Talk about reliving your glory days. This we're gonna relive a glory day. It was today. Today was a glorious day because I got because we're co- podcasting. I got two. Uh, no, I got two contributors' copies to Denver Quarterly. 
a literary journal in which I have a poem published. What? So, instead of reading other people's poetry, you're going to hear a Shaverall poetry. In fact, a poetry, a poem that I wrote with my friend, with my friend John Cotter. We wrote the poem together, and we wrote it inspired. It was inspired by uh, a piece of abstract art by our friend Ike Krumenacher, also known as Michael Krumenacher. This is one of your ekphrastic poems? You got it, yeah. Uh, we sent we sent them all out to all over. We uh, John and I also have a, a poem written inspired by, by the work of Matthew Rampey as well. Um, well, so I far, think that we should have a... Um... A yield word shop wrapped in a yield poetry corner like a pig in a blanket here. Tell tell our listenership they probably already know. Yield we got, word we, shop. We, we've got some we've got some geniuses like Choo Choo Express on the line. Tell our listenership <laughs> Tell our listenership what ekphrastic poems are. Ekphrastic an, an ekphrastic poem know. is a poem inspired by a piece of art. So you know, uh, the poet is looking at a sculpture or looking at, at a, some other visual art and is inspired to write a poem that's based like, on that art. That's like Choo Choo's review. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very, I feel like that was, listening that was a very, to very, Uncle Rico ramble very, on very, and on about his high school <laughs> glory days joking. when I listen to these guys. <laughs> I heard this podcast and I had to write this poem. All right, I'm sorry. Now let's uh, get back to your poetry corner. For anybody, uh, I love this poem, but for anybody out there listening, this is one of the most obtuse poems that I have ever written, and they're in the, like even poems that John and I write together. They they tend to be more. Uh, more clear than this one. This is a uh, this is about as opaque as it gets. Mm. Uh, not that that should uh... mm, show me less. <laughs> Noun: a halberd in northern heraldic crests, especially alongside aurochs, bats. The truth waits quietly in a camouflage of diagrams and numbers. Griffins blazoned with the Gila hailing grit. Haute-Bois, Nautili, scepters, banners quartered and drawn on impossibly bright fields of chartreuse and puce beneath invisible stars, stars lost in the blue, charting the doomed journeys of world-wounding meteors shooting around the universe like bullets from the guilds, black death from the Silk Road up to the seacoast, an anabasis, miasma of last things, pilgrim, Badges piling into ossuaries, followed by the slow tectonic crunch of geology upon itself. The fuse of a buck in flight rearing to red, displaying its bones argent, while the universe giggles to itself in infuriating fashion. Verb to make use of said, especially in pantomime, to cantillate wildly in anticipation of a battle, birth, or a marriage. By marriage, read the sewing of one banner to another. 1542, T. Wyatt collected poems, 3, 300. And would thou use me so too? 
No. But when it comes time for the envoy, our oral traditions mark the way to the throats where Incunabula lives as air, as pure air. Please whisper a map of fricatives defining the path to the very first homeland. For Michael Krumenacher. Okay. I like it when I read an ekphrastic poem or hear an ekphrastic poem and I can see the artwork. So I would have liked to have seen the artwork there. The poem at first, I thought that the art that you were inspired by was the Crusades. Um, so but I, I didn't find it opaque at all. I thought it, I thought it of, of evocative, if anything. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear it. Um, and, and that's why it, I mean, I've seen um, Michael Krumenarker's artwork. Why are we calling him Michael? <laughs> <laughs> so it might be interesting to describe. Uh, so this this yeah, painting tell us is. What it was, tell us what, what the artwork was like. The painting is a, is a white field with a black, uh, jet black uh, geometric shape on it. And the shape had 18 sides. And so just a, you know, uh, not a parallelogram, but just a, a many-sided black shape on a white field. Michael is a and sculptor. And, and the I know what painting you mean now. And the, it was of a series of like, it's like a painting, but it's just like a sculpted object in the middle of a, of a white field, right? Yes. And we did poems to go with each of those paintings. Oh, well, that's awesome. Let me ask you, how do you write with your poetry partner there? Is that like the Beastie Boys where you like each write a line? Yeah, pretty much. You, you know, if you're inspired, you can write two lines mm. or, you know, we keep, we keep things pretty loose. And sometimes we, sometimes we use uh, pre-existing poetry forms. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we create our own forms. You know, we say like all our, of these poems are going to be three, you know, three, three line stanzas or something. Well, you know, whatever. We sometimes create them ourselves. Does Apple um, reviews count as a pre-existing poetry form? <laughs> I think it does now. Apple podcast reviews. From, from now on, definitely. <laughs> oh, that was awesome, dude. I love I'm it. glad you enjoyed it. I it love really it. Exciting. I love listening to your, you read your work. I always want you to slow down when you're reading your work. I don't know if I've told yeah. Have I told you that before? I feel like I have. No, but I definitely get that from But you. it's like, it's, there's so many of the words like you could linger on a little bit. And I think that there's a density to your work that when you're when you're moving briskly through it, you feel like, whoa, slow down. <laughs> you're like on a monorail with like a really great window dressing, like a like whole block of really great... Uh, uh, like Fifth Avenue window uh, advert marketing and you just want the monorail to slow down. You know, it's like that. I, I feel you. Monorail, uh, monorail. You know, you, you know, the and you get, you know, your own rhythm going, but uh, that, uh, that word that hung me up Incunabulum. Incunabulum. I'm. I am not familiar with that. Can we get that on the? Can we pre-promote that for the next yield workshop? Oh, by the way, I don't think. I think it's just poetry corner. 
not yield poetry corner. Oh, yeah. Yield oh, okay. workshop. We were, we were. Those are our bit. Those are our segments. We need to get them right. <laughs> we gotta. Uh, we gotta do it. Um, Incunabulum. Yeah, I did. I heard it loud and clear. It's an early printed book, especially one printed before 1501. <laughs> oh, wow. Holy cow. That's awesome. When was the printing press done? Obviously, was, that was uh, John's line. <laughs> uh, when, when was... The, I mean, it was just before that that the printing press came about, right? Yeah, that sounds... Uh, uh, what, the, the Guggenberg Bible? Yeah. We, you know, they got one of those up there at the HRC, like right around the corner from you. You live like a mile and a half from the Gutenberg Bible. I, you know, and I haven't been there since I moved to this house. Oh, dude. I've, I've been there before, but yeah, this is a super I, cool place. I took the kids there and they got that they got that Bible right out there. It's awesome. But I don't know. They change it up a lot now. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for listening, and thanks. My, uh, what I the content that I have brought to the table out to follow that up is a little spurious, but <laughs> but I pre-promoted it, so we're going to give this a shot. I want to remind everybody: um, sometimes when you pull up to an intersection, at least here in Austin, Texas, people will scrawl something spurious. onto a piece spurious. Sprawl something onto a piece of coroplast and staple or zip tie it to a pole or a utility pole. Mm -hmm. um, and oftentimes it says things like, we buy houses cash and there's a phone number. Or we buy we buy houses any condition. Or I, I can't think of any other. There are other things that people try to hawk using these um, handwritten signs. And one of them has caught my eye. And I thought that this sign, I took a picture of it. We should put it on our website. I thought that this sign said, feel the quality. And there was a phone number. And so for a couple of weeks, I would see that sign and think, feel the quality. What is that about? But my kids pointed out that indeed, and I saw it today, there is another one of these signs along the same route, along Lamar, along North Lamar, that says, feel the duality. And it has a 512 area code number. That's the Austin, Texas area code. So I am so curious about this. And I meant to test this out. I'm going to try I'm going to try calling this from my my work telephony um you you're going to have to tell me if you hear anything here um okay we can also do it on speakerphone for uh, you know from my phone are you up for calling this number from your phone absolutely okay okay yeah that'd be that'd be good cuz you got your phone hooked up and ready to go so if you want to feel the duality, you're going to need to call 512, get ready for this, 666. 666, number of the beast. 8611. 8611, number, number of uh, someone's house number. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's up the street from me. 861 is the, is the number of the rabbit. Uh, okay. I'm gonna press call. So feel the duality. Let's guys, let's look into this. You guys, ready? Can you? They won't be able to hear me. You're gonna to have to speak for us, Shafi. But but I can. I'm like your. Uh, this is like uh, 
oh, what's the play where the the guy wants to woo the girl and there's the and there's oh oh yeah, Rox, Roxanne or Cyr, <laughs> Cyrano. Cyrano. I'm, Cyrano I'm, your, I'm your Cyrano. Okay. Right. <laughs> the, 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 also, this could be the most anticlimactic section oh. of the show since sure, the Choo Choo review. But so. right now, this is the most exciting thing we've ever done Don't, on this show. Let, ask yourself, Hunter Gatherer, <laughs> do you want to feel the duality? I feel like this could also, I feel like this could open up a whole new era of this podcast whereby we explore these really <laughs> weird things you see in the world that you're afraid to go down on your own, or maybe you don't have time, but obviously you do. You're listening to this podcast. So here we go. Feel the duality. Just tell them we want to feel the duality. Uh, yeah, I get it. I know what we're after here. <laughs> Some duality. I hope it's like a recording. I'm leaving a voicemail. Oh, for sure. Tell them about it, the podcast. Hello? Oh, this is like the ring. Good evening. Schaefer Hall with One Magical Hour here calling in the hopes of feeling some duality. Please feel free to call back. Uh, I'm with the, uh, once again, my uh, my podcast partner, Matthew, and I are on the podcast. One Magical Hour, we'd like to know more about feeling the duality. We want to feel the duality. Please, please give us a call back. Thank you very much. Okay. We've planted the seed. I can't wait for the call back. Is that your real number? Can't wait for Schaefer to vanish. We got a... <laughs> it is, it's like sometimes <laughs> it's some kind of thing. Oh, boy. Okay, well, I hope that that doesn't turn out bad. And I think that you're very brave. Thank you. And uh, I I'm guess like, we got to go. we got to go back and beat my phone number out. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I'll take your phone number out. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. I, for a minute there, I was like... I just thought you could say, call me back at this number, because doesn't everybody have uh, caller ID at this point in technology? I guess so. I just didn't want to leave anything up to chance. Okay. We'll follow up on that, One Magical Nation. There's the um, possibility of feeling duality. I want to make sure that we feel it. Speaking of Kokomo, you know where I'd like to go? On a news cruise. I want to make that monster rat mistake. Tell us more about that in your next podcast episode. <laughs> A little pre-promotion here uh, next podcast episode. I, I have just one quick news item. Speaking of which, we've confirmed Sir Alex Battles for our next episode. Very excited about that. Saturday night, we'll be joining him. He's the guy who wrote the uh, the very first the, the, the theme song that appears at the very beginning of the show. I got to... Uh... I got to talk to you in more detail about that right after the, uh, right after the news cruise. Right after we cut. No, no, oh, right here on the. Got it. Okay. Before we cut. Oh, so here I'll make the news cruise short. Uh, Robert Chody, sheriff, former sheriff of Williamson County, Robert Chody. Yes, sir. Got voted out. 
Oh. So here, there's a little election uh, glimmer of hope for you. That, yes. If you'll recall, we've talked about uh, Williamson County and their overuse of force and their appearance on Live PD and their shenanigans. All their foolish shenanigans. Remember the uh, gift cards yeah, that they yeah. were giving for good use of force? Well, Chody's out. And he was already under indictment, and you know, I'm like, I'm a big fan of this. I found out some more stuff about him as a result of that. He and his wife won the Texas lottery back in 2001. They won 55 million dollars, and he was yeah. And there's a like, I went back, I saw, I found a video of them accepting the award, and then he, I, 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 I before he was more embattled, I read some other news stories about how why would a a lottery winner want to be the sheriff and how he's such a busy guy and helpful to the community, but things really fell apart in the end. So, um, you know, the, something about the long arc of just of the long arc mm-hmm. of history bends toward justice. Um, so na, 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 na. Hey, 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 goodbye. Good. That's great for the good people of Williamson County. That's all I, we, it, it's been, I, I hope that that is our last, news crews that has any where i utter the phrase williamson county sheriff's department <laughs> so yes uh um and, uh, on saturday night we're going to talk to alex let me ask you this um at the last hall conference you got on the phone with alex and you basically goaded him into playing a full set for us <laughs> do you think that's going to happen again uh no i mean i I'm sure that he will happily play songs for us if we ask, but, uh, you know, I would rather just... No, know. I, I want to talk to him. I got I got a million questions for Alex. Yeah. I'm going to grill him just like I grilled that Lauren Marks, just like I grilled that Hugh Nation, just like I grilled that Andrew, Andrew Porter. Porter. Brian Benitez. Oh, man. The, they they the, come here to the glitter, come here to The glitterati we've had on the show. That's a sparkling. It's awesome. Zodiac of superstars. We got some more lined up, so yeah. Something uh, soon after to. Alex Battles will be Gabby Page Ford from Seattle. I want to talk to uh, Jesse Temple. Jesse Temple, definitely. Um, we mentioned Grover. Uh, Grover's wife Annie would be an awesome guest oh, too. Dude, you think she, Annie would uh, do the show? She might. Yeah, I'll talk to her about it. Um, I'm just going to stop by their house one night. I'm just going to pop in with a six pack and a, and some flowers and be like, can we have you both on the show at separate times? Yep. I know they would love to see you. Yeah. Uh, just not, just not popping in. They're like, dude, thanks. we're busy. No, the Choo Choo Express checking in the way he did reminded Matthew or she, how he much... or she, or they, Reminded Matthew and I how much we enjoy hearing from all of you guys, from Kat and Jeff, and from Gracie and Jameson, Manish, uh, all this the gang in Seattle, Ali and Becky and the Seattle gang, uh, Jonathan and the United Arab Emirates, uh, all of y'all, Chuck, our beloved bartender from the front page, he always has some interesting things to say in response to the podcast. So all you folks who listen. Uh, the ones who have taken time to review and rate the podcast. Thanks so much to oh, all yeah. of you. Shout out to Captain Q out there in the Bay. 
Uh, man, I, I think he's listening. I hope so. Nice. All right. Uh, Gro- new listener Grover, who is now we taught him how to subscribe via via Apple Podcasts. So you learn we'll a lot on this show. Leave us a bad review. <laughs> no, now uh, we've got our one bad review, so you guys need to need to just bury us in positivity. No, I, I I'm into this bad review thing. I'm ready for some <laughs> more like really harsh. Not even you, con- not even constructive criticism. Now you see that a well a well worded, slightly negative review can really uh, drag the uh, drag the dirt out of us. So it's the best maybe, of us. Maybe that'll uh, encourage folks. We love you. Love you very much, and remember, the poor the choices, the sweeter the tequila. Mm-mm-mm.